Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. Yeah. Alright everybody, it's podcast time. It's me, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, taking you back with an intro I haven't done in a long time, back with Adventure 1 in the campaign. Beckons of the Herald of Steel. The Adventure 1, the Queen. The quest, scraping the barrel. And hopefully, we're going to wrap this sucker up soon. As far as the story goes, a bunch of weirdos found this town called Cooperford. Legend has it, it's totally spoopy, which is totally appropriate for October gaming. Am I right, guys? Don't answer that rhetorical. But at this point in the story, we found out that there's a bunch of inside stuff going on here. Some strange characters being strange. Bunch of teenagers going missing. Zombie goats abound. And our party has done their damnedest to figure out, is there an invisible man, a ghost, something in between? He's totally spooky, totally tapped. We hear weird stories about demon lords being involved in things. Preserve blue, gazoon tight. But at this point in time, our party had met with a very strange individual over at the lumber uh, mill, over at the cooperage there, and they found out a certain guy named Gilmo has an inside scoop on some particulars that are going on with the invisible man there. Uh, turns out that a particularly spooky lady named Alimia and him, Mr. Gilmo, have been having something of a strange love affair. Uh, things are totally strange. The Invisible Man warned him of uh, that Alimia character there. And the party's trying to get to the bottom of it by figuring out a bunch of the other strange happenings that have been going on, including a bunch of scorched and torched dead animals that have been out by the yeoman's uh, uh, lands in the farms to the south along the river. The party, having traveled out there to go check on this situation, instead found something even more peculiar. A barrel floating down the river, amongst other barrels. But this one's not hauling cargo, bro. Instead, it's got a guy inside. And we pick up where we ended off last time with that guy inside saying something about a lady named Olivia being super spooky and peculiar. So with that, he's sputtering and blubbering and coming back to some sense of consciousness as if he's seeing light for the first time in a long time. And you can hear the creaking in his bones as he stretches out on the shore and begins to let out something of like a death rattly kind of groaning moan and agony. Um, and he says, he says, please don't take me back there. You have a home outside of there. Says no. I live within Cooperford, but I can't go back. If she finds me, she'll do worse than the first time. What did she do other than clearly putting you in a barrel down the river? That about sums it up. No, I'm just kidding. It's like, uh, he says, 
she, she and the others, they, they beat me savagely. I don't remember much because, I don't know, perhaps I had too much to drink that night, but all I remember was the beating. And I woke up in agony and I couldn't move. And this is the first I've seen daylight in I don't know how long. I've been blacking out and passing out inside of there and I don't know how I could ever thank you. Well, and Anton gets his blanket and really tries to dry this guy off. Can it's not wet. Guy? They're good barrels. Oh, really? I imagine he would have been like, I don't know, soaked through. Shit. I mean, Jarzak is soaked. Then I'll get uh, Jarzak my blanket. I, different reasons. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Give it to Jarzak instead. Guys, uh, I'm maybe not the greatest swimmer, as you've noticed. Feels out of character for Jarzak to just admit. fine. Fair enough. But I shall defeat the water. Let's One day I shall conquer it. He's gonna kill the river. There's one day, that just literally like puts up a dam, and he's just like, "Fuck you, water!" Ha <laughs> ha! All the water subverts, drowns an entire town. <laughs> he's like, "So be it. The will of vengeance." <laughs> You can't just say that and be off the hook. Walk but. away. Anton wants to know what this guy's name is. He doesn't want to just keep calling him Guy. Well, Anton should probably ask. What's your name? <laughs> Derek Jarzak steals it. <laughs> Anton didn't want it that bad. And he says, my name is Gallus. And he says, but I, I'm in so much pain. And he says, you have to understand she is very dangerous. Please do not look for vengeance in my name. Isn't uh, isn't that the name of one of the missing kids? Was it? Gallus. Was it? I, I don't know. You rattled them off very quickly. Oh yeah, so yeah that was down. one of the missing kids. I thought you were saying. Okay, never mind. I thought you were saying like the teenagers you guys found before. I thought you were saying it was one of them, and I'm like, I didn't even give them names. No. no. And I was like, did I? And I'm just dumb. No, yeah, that's Why one would of the kids' just, names. What kind of person just kidnaps and beats children? Some messed up person. Wait, what was her name? Who? The lady who kidnapped you? Olimia. Hey, Klika, didn't we meet someone with that name? Uh, yeah, that's your new girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, we gotta make it back in time for dinner. Right, so right. Gallus mustering all the strength he has looks at you after saying that. And he's just like, I don't know. You're, you're literally having dinner with the woman who like, beat him to, near to death, locked him in a barrel and sent him downstream. And he's just like, oh, my saviors. I'm going to have a fucking dinner with her tonight. Um, Gally, uh, we got to bring you back. Everyone's looking for you. And he says, please. Your Corback misses you. He's like, please, do not bring me back. Not now. Or if you do, don't let anybody know that I'm back. You must, you must hide me or something. Somehow that nobody will recognize that I've returned. I'm not one for disguises. <laughs> this guy's like threatened to be killed. And you're just like, yeah, but I won't stand by a liar. <laughs> we can um no, bring I just, him back I just, to the inn and he can live there with the ghost I, maybe the yeah. ghost can teach him how to be a ghost 
That's deep. Now, hold on. Before we go making any outlandish plans, uh, what if we just set him up in the old farmer's house for now? We know for a fact that that's empty. Just his dead friends in the barn still that nobody cleaned up. <laughs> but what if the... What As if you guys Shavik go and have dinner with his jail enemy? And then kills him. <laughs> or, you know, maybe when the guards go there to check out the farm, uh, they just see this kid there still. Just That's B&E, probably not going to be great. Well, the only... We actually have a good advantage here. Gal is just saying he doesn't want to be seen by her and then will be out at dinner with her, or at least Jarzak. Well, that means she won't be involved with him. She won't well, you, be aware of his arrival. Says, yeah, so she, has, she has eyes all around the town. I was not beaten by just one person. She, she was so charming at dinner. It's almost as if magic might have been involved, but I don't know. All I know is that it wasn't just one person who did this to me. You can tell, just physically speaking, the level of, like, bruising and stuff he has. If she wasn't using, like, a club to beat him in, it looks like some big old guy must have just beat the snot out of him. Which, for those of you who didn't tune in, Olivia is not a big old guy. Was there a farmer or a shepherd or a yeoman out here with us? That we were talking to when we saw the barrels? Well, you guys chased a bunch of barrels downstream and scared the shit oh, out okay. of this guy well, when Jarzak I... <laughs> decided to go chase his reflection in the water, so... I didn't know if he was still around. Okay. Nah. Wait a minute. I'm curious. Did it, did, did you recognize any of the... In, in the oh, did you recognize any of the individuals that did this to you other than... Amelia. I can't say her Olimia? name. Olimia? <laughs> Amelia Bedelia did it. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch that unironic uh, um but anyway uh he says no i i was far too drunk inebriated or something maybe something was in my drink i it's hard to tell i just he says as he holds up his like near broken arms and everything and he says look at me do you really think she could have done all this he says there must but, uh, have been other people why would jarzak's girlfriend want you to get all beat up and he says i don't know i just met her that night and she was beautiful and told me she wanted to buy me a drink and maybe I'm just stupid enough to think a beautiful woman would be into me in that way. She does seem to have a close relationship with Gilmo who he seems like the violent type. That two-timing bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he was involved. And so when you say that, this guy, Gatlas, even says, he's like, Gilmo? She's not into Gilmo. There's no way. Have you seen that guy? That's no. what I was saying. Certified bonehead. Indeed we have. I, I think some of us were just as surprised as you. Have you seen how that guy sweeps? Bad. It's very bad. It's terrible. <laughs> anyway. We could try to help, and he just got... I don't know. I've never seen someone get angry when you help them sweep. But with that, it seems uh, it seems like we should probably come up with a plan of what the party's going to do with this guy. Put him back sure in the barrel. <laughs> if it fits, it ships, right? That's. <laughs> Cyanor, a loser. 
Look, I if mean, he was we, made to... We could, we could huck Finn this bitch right down the river. Uh, we Start well, like... popping the barrel with him. You're, you're his new best friend. Oh, no. You know, okay. Anywho, what's the party's plan? Besides letting God sort him out. I love, you know, the direction that we last saw um, the goat herder going and suggest that maybe he can find some you know, room with him for the time being if he doesn't want to go back into Cooperford. Well, I'll say this much. Judging by this guy's overall physical capacities right now and having heard rumors of some sort of flaming, murderous beast abound that can kill things and torch them, perhaps leaving this man alone out here to go find the herder is not a great idea, especially because night is falling soon. It might be best for us to disguise him and bring him into town. It's unfortunate. Well, well, well. That's the last place we want to be. (laughs) But but we'd waste time searching for possibly suitable places for him to stay at night. He's like, he says, if you can get me into the town, he says, I'm sure I can find somewhere to hide out. He says, there's plenty of abandoned houses in town with everybody having left. He says, I'm sure I can find some dark hole to hide in. He says, don't don't you have family? he says, I mean, they all live in the city. He says, I moved here with a bunch of my friends. I worked at the Cooperage, but yeah. We should tell uh, Captain Sherwell about this this boy. And with that, the uh, kid kind of shrugs a little bit and he says, I mean, I I could also just hide in some houses. I'm sure I could find somewhere to hide. I don't think you need to involve him in this. Uh, boy, you're French. They wouldn't happen to go by the names of... And then Norhill, like, rattles off the list of other missing persons. Sure. Adam, Gert, Shindy, and Justly. And so with that, he just kind of shrugs his shoulders a couple times. He says, nah, I mean, I don't, I don't know them. I mean, there's a lot of people with those names around here. Mm. Or that. A lot of people named Gert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, yo, Gert. Woo! Waiting for that joke. Putting them back in the barrel idea is starting to sound pretty good, guys. And so he starts looking back and forth. He says, listen, listen, look, look. We, I don't need to go back in the barrel, okay? Look. We heard you. My, Someone else might. He says, my friends and I thought this would be a great place to live, okay? We, we heard some stories about some stuff, and my friends thought it would be kind of cool to go and explore out here and... Um, uh, I, you know, it's not important. We just, we just need to get going. Night's falling soon. The dungeon master even said so. What, what kind of stuff treat in the town? Everything that drew us to the town seemed to be rather dangerous and life-threatening. And so with that, he, like, takes his hands and he, like, immediately puts them in his armpits and he kind of, like, shrugs up tight and he says, I just, I don't want to talk about it. Can I get a perception check from the gaggle? Yes, please. Yeah, after the first roll of the oh, day, after, no. as soon as I stand yeah. up. Maybe you shouldn't be standing during a podcast. I can stand whenever I damn well please. This is a fucking America. Living in America. Got a five. Okay. What did Jarzak get? Nine. Nice. What about Norhill? Nineteen. Oh, damn. What about Klikas? Four. Oh, damn. So Norhill's the only one who notices it, 
but you can tell very clearly that this kid has like some ink stains under his fingernails that are very clearly like black ink stains that seem oddly reminiscent of some individuals who have been beaten in a barn. Everybody else doesn't see it. He just kind of shifts his arms into his armpits. You said you work at the Cooperage lad. What ash? Ah, uh, well, I mean, I help with the forge with some of the steel work, he says, but I don't see how that's relevant to any of this. We should really get going. Sure, sure. Uh, but, you know, just, you know, I saw your hands. Um, those stains look like the work of scribes, so I wouldn't. And so with that, his eyes flash for a second with like a light of keenness. And he's like, ah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, sometimes the, the wrought iron, it has some dusting trail. Yeah, it, you know, it's nothing. It's probably just wood lacquer, if anything. Meanwhile, keeping his arms tightened to his armpits as if they would fall off if he didn't. Hmm. Uh, I've been around and, you know, Norhill's like walking and talking at this point with, you know, like one hand up, you know, close to the middle of his back, sort of shepherding him towards the city. Oh, I thought everybody was just still sitting around him on the riverside. No, nah, we're walking and talking. Now we can walk and talk. Yeah, look, I gotta get back for my date, guys. <laughs> I, got, I got plans tonight, and the Thundermaster did say it's gonna be night soon, so... <laughs> and you ruined your makeup! <laughs> so what was Norhill doing other than slapping this kid in the upper back? I don't know. That's interesting. I've been around uh, wood lacquer and wrought iron my whole life and um, never seen it leave a stain quite like that. He says, yeah, I guess that is pretty strange. Are you trying to say something, dwarf? I don't know. I'm only seeing that I, I'm only saying that I've seen those stains on a handful of other folks just recently. And so with that, he kind of lifts an eyebrow in a way that's both telling and a level of like he's trying to calculate what you mean by that but it's almost as if like i don't know you see two eyes in a dark shed and you're like is that a cat or a cougar you know what i mean he's like sizing up like does this mean he saw dead bodies or did he make the dead bodies you know what i mean so he has a moment he says did what happened to them no good Men's locked up for what he did to them. And so he, you see the tremble in his lip all of a sudden. He's like, was it Adam and Gert? The, Just the dramatic pause. takes his beard knowingly. <laughs> and he says, you. Okay, there's no lot left. He says, Wait, those were the names of the one who went missing. So you did know them. And he starts to look back and forth at everybody quick as everybody starts to size him up for the liar that he is. And he says, listen, okay? We got involved some dark stuff, okay? And it just, it wasn't my decision. I just went along with everybody and it seemed like a good idea. I tried to pull out of everything, I promise. He says, I was just trying to Anything get a job. Anything away the from the lights is a bad idea. Let's not, let's not get all preachy there, Anton, okay? We're, we're just playing the game right now. But that he says, I tried to get away from it, okay? I promise I did, okay? I, I, I just, I was looking to get a job at the Cooperage, maybe try to make enough money so I can move back to the capital with my family, okay? And then I met her that night, and I guess maybe I was just stressed out, and she seemed to be some level of salvation from all the evil that's been going on around me. But listen, 
I wouldn't have done anything wrong. When I heard what Adnan and Gert were going to do that night, I couldn't go with. I just, I bailed. Okay, we're, you're going to have to tell us more before we get into town. And I look toward Jarzak and it's like, it's your decision. You can yeah, I don't, go I don't back know. with her. I don't know those kids' names because they were too dead to tell us. So they might have been different kids. <laughs> As he pulls or, did barrel. your axe have anything to do with creating animal undead? And he says, no, but Admin and Gert were definitely ones who were trying to get into it. There was, there was this weird man that we had met a few weeks ago, and I don't know what happened to him, but all I know is that, I don't know, I think his name was like Shereel or something like that. All I know is that there was just this man who, who told them that there was a lot to do out here. My friends were getting involved in it. I was helping get money to keep them afloat. And, you know, they would stay out late and come back in the wee hours of morning. And they talked in weird tongues and, like, were reading strange scripture. And all I know is if they brought back the dead, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. I just, I, do, I don't know what to say. They were my friends and I love them dearly, but... If that's the fate that they accrued, as he looks over at Jarzak mentioning that they had died, he says, and I guess they got what was coming to them, he says, as like a single tear rolls down his dirt-streaked face, and he says, it's just, it didn't have to be this way. Dealing with death will always be this way. As he you starts looking stick around. with your Korbak. You let them do this. And he says, what are you talking about? Your friends, your family, you... He says... You abandoned them. I, my, I left my family in the capital. The ones that died here are no friends or family of mine at this point. I don't dabble in the dark arts. You failed them. Damn. So to get this... Oh my god. Okay. I don't... And I look toward Cleek and I'm like, I don't know if you failed his family. The young are prone to traveling and going on their own. Making friends and finding new families along the way. That is normal. But I look toward him and I go back and I say, with these dark arts you were involved with. I wasn't did involved Did Ophelia have any... This, says, well, they wanted to come Ophelia out here. They met this man and that's all I know. I helped get money at the Cooperage, working over there, sweeping floors and doing some of the work with the iron, he says. But that that's about it. Okay, I just provided them the money. They kept telling me that we were going to be big names in a group soon, and I just, I don't know. So, if you could tell us one thing, uh, what were you doing to make your hands look like that? He says, I took care of the home with everybody else. He says, I, I did laundry, and they stained all our clothing black. Said something about how it was required vestments and for holy rites and sanctions, and he says, it was my work clothes. Do you know what that's like to have to go to work wearing nothing but like sackcloth pants? He says, it's awful. And I looked like a fool in front of everybody, but they said that th these would be my new vestments and I wouldn't need to go to work. If you can tell us where this home is, that would be grateful. He says, we'll if they're all missing, like you said, I don't think there's anybody in that home you can speak of. And I don't think there's anybody you're going to be able to meet. All that's there is just, I mean, my bedroll. So with Amelia, she's not Amelia? involved in the... Oh, I'm going nuts. But Olivia, she's not involved in these dark arts. 
I don't think so. I don't know what she had against me, but all I know is I met her that night. She offered to buy me a drink, which that's never happened to me before. And you can see I'm almost blushing a little bit. And he's like, and it was very flattering. I just, I don't know what her plan was with this, but I woke up in a barrel. Unless, and all of a sudden you can see him start to calculate what apparently you guys aren't calculating. And he says, maybe I'm the one that got away. But, but I guess that would mean she probably does have something to do with this, doesn't it? Starting to look mm-hmm. very likely. He says, whatever happened to that surreal guy then? And I was about to ask, this oh, surreal yeah. gentleman, would you be able to recognize him on sight or describe him in any way? All I heard was that he was a profound speaker, but apparently he, he said some things that were kind of confusing and talked to himself on occasion. They said that he yeah, was Yeah, he's brilliant. a ghost now. And all of a sudden he goes pale and he's like, That's... That's the ghost man I tried to fight. And I shot yeah, him. He's got him. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, we shot that guy. He didn't die, but we still shot him. He's still out I don't, there. I don't understand how an arrow stuck into a ghost. It was not a oh. ghost. And he says all of a sudden, he's like, wait a minute. Then that might there there was something to be said about somebody. Somebody leaving the the their group there. Somebody leaving like their cluster, their enclave. Maybe maybe he died. Maybe he is a ghost. Do you think that that's what that means? No, no, he is not a ghost. He was cast with some form of curse of invisibility. So he's he says, still alive. He says, "I'm doing my best to remember." He says, "But it's kind of cloudy," and they. You know, they spoke amongst themselves, and I'm starting to think that maybe they weren't too proud of the fact that I didn't join them on a lot of this stuff, but I always thought that when they said that there was a great betrayer, they meant me. But they always spoke in that kind of prophetic and flowery way. I just assumed that they were being, I don't know, dramatic? <laughs> Says the man who had been locked in a barrel for a couple of days. <laughs> it's like, I just thought they were full of shit. But anywho... Was there anything else you guys had to ask him? I'm trying to piece this together, but I think we have to figure out where the hell Olivia, what, what <laughs> Olivia, is in this. Well, well, perhaps we've got some bait, and uh, you know, Northern gestures at Jar uh, Jarzak. How would you like to allow yourself to be recruited? Uh, Just like a recruiter. I mean, she was more of a fine warrior, and if she's looking to recruit me, I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing that I could pretend to be, you know? Pretending. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, let's keep walking, guys, on double time. (laughs) You can't outrun your feelings. Um, But... Okay, and so I figure at this point, um, what was the plan for our, our buddy now? For hiding him? Yeah, I might have to just you know, throw, a, throw a hood over him or something. 
Yeah, but where are you going to put them? Or are you just letting them run free? No, I'd like to know where he is. Uh, we'll just like uh, escort him to any one of the number of abandoned houses that apparently exist. For him. Wait, I mean, his Wait house can is we now hide empty. him in our room? Or would Probably. she maybe be at the inn? She's going to be at the inn. Could you imagine? You guys this? You guys could uh, sneak him up while, you know, I put on the, the charm, you know? It definitely wouldn't be impossible. Something right under their nose. I was going to say, it wouldn't be impossible to sneak him up the stairs. But I will also say, if the place is pretty well empty, it's not like people aren't going to notice you guys come running up the stairs with some hooded figure. So, I mean, pretty much when I enter the room, they're going to look at me. So just let me go first, I guess. I am an orc. Give, give, me, a cu- give me a couple minutes. Yeah, just <laughs> look tar. Uh, <laughs> if I need to, I can do a battle cry, but... Blood and thunder. Lika <laughs> thinks we should bring him to Captain Sherwell. There's... The, he, he immediately... For these kids. I was going to say, he chimes in and he a, says, I don't want to go there. The mayor I can't even go there. has a reward. Why wouldn't you want to go to the Captain Guard? He says, are you kidding me? Do you think that that captain's going to pleasantly take me in? I mean, you guys said that you saw the bodies at the barn, right? Aiden and Gert? He says... Yes, he did not agree with them being killed. He holds his hands up covered in black ink, and he says, I'm associated with this. And if you think these people aren't going to do everything in their power to get answers about this kind of creepy behavior, he says, I might as well be guillotined right here. Well, maybe they should just have answers. Why withhold this information? He says, because I don't know much, but they're going to think I'm withholding. You know how fanaticism works with these people? Again, they're calling somebody the Grand Betrayer. Like My friends stained farmer outfits black and acted like they were worshipping a dark prince of the underworld. Fanaticism is alive and well, and I think they're going to mistake my, my ignorance for fanaticism here. Maybe maybe you can speak on my behalf. He says, maybe that is a safe enough place for me. You said that guy who killed my friends is there, locked in a prison cell that I'll be contained in with him? That sounds safe. <laughs> no, he's, just kidding. I don't he's imagine with the nice cloak. in the same cell. <laughs> yeah, right. He's the one with the nice cloak. You guys give him another nice cloak, and he sits down, and he's like, hey, nice cloak. He's like, you too. Uh, he just strangles the kid with it. It's like, Anton, you did this. <laughs> Everyone gets a cloak. Um, but with that, yeah, I mean, he says, he says, listen, if you guys are willing to speak on my behalf and say that I mean the truth, he says, then I'll, I'll go there. Okay? Only if you guys make it known. It sounds like you guys are on good enough terms with the captain. The only thing I worry about now is you mentioned this great betrayer and how... Amelia, Amelia, Olivia, Olivia, sorry, I had to like write this down. Don't write it down. Just, just keep going. Are you saying that? (laughs) Well, if she has, if she supposedly has eyes all over the town, I wouldn't be surprised if she has eyes within the guard. I mean, perhaps, but at least if I'm locked in a prison cell, it'll be a lot harder to explain how I got murdered in there. 
It's like some kid dies on the street. You got a hundred different alternative explanations for why. But if I die in a prison cell, people working in the prison are the ones to blame. Cleco will tell the captain about how you got all beat up by that pretty lady and they stuffed you in a barrel and you feel really bad that you didn't stop your friends from being bad. And Norhill will vouch for him too. Very good. And so is the plan just to go over to the barracks? Drop them off and do all this? Okay. Did you guys actually want to role play out that scene Every with the time captain? We leave town. What time-ish is it? I would say the sun is like officially set. So it's like seven something. Uh, guys, yeah, I'll, I'll meet up with you later at the inn. Oh boy, he's getting all sweaty again. I, I just, I have dinner plans. You're leaving us for again. Darzak, don't forget to do a breath test beforehand. Just right in front of her. <sighs> oh, oh, I look toward the other two and I say, no. I don't imagine it'd be safe for Jarzak to go to dinner alone, not saying that it should be dinner for three, but at least one of us. Recruited. Yes, but we should make sure you're recruited and not killed. Yes, that's a good plan. <laughs> As he leaves. <laughs> good, thanks, Anton! <laughs> Good looking out, bud. <laughs> so we we may need to split up. Arzak's halfway down the road, there. clicking his heels in glee. <laughs> Anton, come on, your plan. I guess I'm gonna go with Darzak then. Oh, you are. Go yeah, because okay. so uh, Norhill yeah. said we'd speak for the uh, for Gallus. So yeah, and me and Anton did not. <laughs> Okay. Uh, we, we, we'll He's be had... a few minutes behind you. We'll be right along. Okay. Did you guys actually, did Klika and Norhill want to roleplay out that scenario with the captain? Or is it pretty much just the assumed we're vouching and everything you said? Yeah, just like yeah. mentioning that we found him left for dead in the barrel, that it doesn't, like, I guess you can check with the Cooperage to see if his story checks out with him going to work most days and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just fucking around like the other kids were. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, if it looks good. You should let him go after he tells you his story. Okay. And so with that, um, the captain seems a little bit alarmed at the mentioning of the, the Cooperage and mentioning like all the story about the barrels and the kids fucking around over there. And he basically kind of pulls you two aside and he says, I've had a lot of feelings about that place and wondering if maybe something actually was going on over there. He says, with the amount of a stranglehold they have over this town, it wouldn't surprise me if something bad happened over there and the mayor might look the other way or something like that. He says, I'm captain of the garden. Even I don't know if something's happening. Perhaps this is the first signal of something actually going on. And so it is that he says, listen, you two haven't done me wrong up to this point, And all I'm going to say is this. If something happens where maybe you two arrive at that place in the middle of night to inspect things, I won't be inclined to hold you under arrest for any sort of trespassing charges if you catch my drift. I do think I understand what you mean, Captain. Because if I were to get my hands a little bit dirty 
and some of that wood stain, why it might create something of an animosity between the greatest business in this town and the guards themselves and our justice. So perhaps a couple of adventurers who happen to be very inclined to inspect this place to the point maybe breaking the law is necessary. Let's just say this much, the greater good will prevail and I won't let silly laws come in the way of justice and peace. Is this understood? Klika gets it. <laughs> Wink. Very good. And so with that, the kid's just like, solid, that sounds great. Just gets grabbed by the scruff and brought to a jail cell. <laughs> um, also, what was the name of the wizard in town that you mentioned a while back? Yeah, let me grab that real quick. Because that was, he's the Wondrous. The Wondrous Wizard of Cooperage. Uh, he's a Telembran. Telembran. Hmm. But, um... Yeah, okay. And so as you guys start heading over to the uh, to the tavern, um, Jarzak and Anton have just walked up to the place. Now, did you both want to try to go up to the, to uh, Limia, or was it just going to be Jarzak and Anton's going to be hanging and watching I'm from afar? Hang. Yeah, so I imagine we would discuss this on the way that, uh, yeah, I should probably, like, either go in first or after you, but... You shouldn't sit near us. Yeah, it's too bad. I believe she already knows we're associated with one another. Well, so she, she didn't really see us together. To be honest, mm. you two were never you, seen together. You were with Norhill, and I was with Klika. We were busy discussing proper sweeping techniques. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which I didn't actually think that would pan out that well, but yeah, no, Jarzak is completely <laughs> right in that. You two are, not to mention it, it was, you know, the human and the dwarf were inside talking to the human inside the actual building. Meanwhile, the goblin and the orc are hanging outside talking about whatever, right? Like, you two <laughs> groups seemed completely disconnected. So, for whatever oh, it's worth, okay. yeah, it does seem very much so the I case. I thought she mentioned, she mentioned, like, friends or something. Like, when she first saw Jarzak and Klika, it's like, are your friends in there? Or something like uh, that. And, the one leaving. Yeah, I think Jarzak oh. didn't answer so straightforward. Yeah. So Which I guess just what friends. Yeah, I guess the, the, the thing I would say there is it doesn't seem to either of you two that she would have made that connection very bluntly, unless she's very insightful, in which case, yeah, she probably already knows that you're all coming over. So I don't know, Ronnie. You damned no matter what. Okay. I mean, it's also the only the only inn in town and you do look like an adventurer, so it would make <laughs> sense for you to be there either way. Just walk in wearing a barrel. You'll blend right in. No, I'll do better. I'll walk in with my um little coin collection box. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> 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 Redistribute <laughs> well. Those poor kids are of homes. Yeah, hack and slash for UNICEF. <laughs> I want to make sure this little house they were staying in was at least okay and decent and they had food. I mean, we've made the clerics the without borders joke before. It, you know, I thought about that commercial the other day because I thought of the wow noise, and I was like, you know, that was a good commercial. Just a bit of a throwback to season two. Um, season one, it doesn't matter. So at this point, Jarzak walks in, and Anton comes in at a time break where it doesn't make you two seem suspiciously connected there. And as Jarzak walks in, uh, your lady friend is nowhere to be seen. Would you like to just sit at the bar and wait? Oh man! She stands you up. Am I late? 
Oh, that's I'm just like, all this is, is I'm just trying to cut Jarzak uh, down. <laughs> no, okay. What time do you enter? Like, she I, meant 7.30 a.m. Oh, is that how they do it? Fuck. Never going to get used to this. I thought that was breakfast. Man. Yeah, I'm going to go pop a squat at the uh, the bar. Okay. And so our good buddy, Aguiman, comes over and he's like, hey, uh, couldn't help you notice, uh, notice you uh, sitting there. So got you an ale because I think you're my friend. Oh, hey, I wanted an ale. That That's checks right. out. Well, uh, very good. Uh, it's free. And he just kind of like slides it over to you and it sloshes a little bit. And he's like, oh, uh, good luck. You know, good good business practices is you don't give out drinks for free. And so with that, you hear a tiny squeaky voice from behind you and it says, yeah, that's right. Instead, you should let a beautiful lady buy your drink. Come on, let's defy some expectations, shall we? And you see like a little tiny hand come over your big ass gray hand and she just looks up at you from down below and she's like, were you looking for me? Yes, I thought I, I was late or early or both at the same time. Uh, she says, a lady is always on time. I arrive when I intend to. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Hey, everybody. It's the young Grognard here. I want to say thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you have anything you'd like to tell me, any questions or concerns, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter or send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. As always, keep it real, and more importantly, keep it dungeonous. Thanks.